Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress. Right? But you don't want to put him behind the wheel if he don't know how to drive. Because he might kill somebody and himself. So this is what Jesus is kind of let us know. Hey, you got authority, but hold up. Because you need something else working with it for you to be effective in what I need you to do. Y'all see this? He says, uh, till Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Let's, let's, keep, let's keep going. Acts 1. Acts 1. I told you I was going to give you a lot of scriptures, so don't y'all be looking at me like that. Acts 1.8. You need to know your Bible. Stop just be listening to what people be saying. Well, the pastor said, the pastor may be wrong. You mean the pastors can be wrong? Yeah, they can be wrong. I'm not, but they can be. <laughs> Just going to make that clear. And the reason I can say that with great confidence is because I back it up with Scripture. That's why I want you to read along with me. So you know that what I'm talking about is what we should be talking about. Amen. Because we should not ever lower the standard of Scripture to the level of our experience. Because you mess around and have somebody not been able to manifest healing in their life, and they'll try to lower the Scriptures down that says, with his stripes I'm healed. They try to lower it down where, you know, sometimes God don't heal. No, the Scripture doesn't change. Your condition is not proof of the scripture. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And too often, we water down the scriptures because we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable about their inadequacies. If you, haven't, if you don't got it working yet, you just don't have it working yet. Don't mean it's the end of the day. It just means you need to get in the word a little bit more. Amen. No, no, and nobody's throwing you away because you don't have things working. You just, you just need to be honest with yourself. Hey, I don't have some stuff working. I need to spend more time in the Word. I need to build myself up in the Word and faith and prayer and all those kind of things. And it's, everything's going to be okay. We, if we have that understanding, everybody's cool. Amen. But don't change the Scripture because you can't manifest. It says, heaven and earth may pass away, but the Word always remain the same. So if I'm walking around broke, which I'm not, if I'm walking around broke and the word says I'm blessed, I'm, the, word doesn't say, the word doesn't say I'm broke. The word says I'm blessed. I just got to move my brokenness to blessedness. Y'all understand that? No, I, I raise my condition to the level of the word. I don't bring the word down to the level of my condition. Is everybody understanding what I'm saying? Then look like you're understanding something. Tell your neighbor, say, look like you understand the man or something. Look like it. Yeah, blank state. Uh, uh. No, 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 no. You never define the truth of the word of God by, by your experience or somebody else's experience. Amen. Our pastor had a health challenge about three years ago. Uh, lungs completely, completely gone. I mean, literally completely gone. The report was if he'd have fell asleep and nobody had taken him to the uh, urgent center, he, he would have died in his sleep. 
when they got him down time, got him to the right place, had to put him on this machine that actually bypassed all his organs, bypassed his lungs, bypassed all of his organs, took the blood out of his body, took it to a machine, cleaned the blood, then put it back into the machine to let his organs rest. He did that for six weeks. Last-ditch effort. They put him on this machine, said if this machine don't work, told, the doctor told the family this machine don't work, he j we just might as well just plan his funeral. And in the same, that same time frame that he was on this machine, 10 other people was on the machine. 10. So it's 11 people on the machine at the same time. 10 of them died. He lived. Now, so do we, do we say God don't heal because 10 died? No, we say God heals because the word says God heals. And whether we have evidence of that naturally or contemporarily, it doesn't matter. The word is the word. Amen. You know, because like, some, sometimes preachers, I don't know why I'm on this rabbit trail, but maybe some of y'all need to hear. Sometimes people, you know, preachers get up and say, you know, you, know, you really can't know that God's a healer unless you've been sick. That's a lie. Read the Bible. Psalms 103. 1 Peter 2.24. It tells you God's a healer. Matthew 8, 17, Isaiah 53. Got all those scriptures that tell you in advance God's a healer. You don't have to go through sickness to know he's a healer. It's better to just stay out of it. See, I, I thought y'all would be more happy about that than you. But, but we like our trials, don't we? We like our trials and our tribulations. We, we like folk to feel, so, oh, oh, feel sorry for me. Amen. I don't need to run into a tree to see my, know that my airbag works. I can read the owner's manual and say, airbag will deploy when coll collision happens. That's all I need to know. I don't need to find me a good tree. Oh, that's a good one right there. Mm. Boom! Thank, thank you, Lord, my airbag works. Amen. But sometimes they sound good in the moment because you can relate to it. But it doesn't change. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make the word truth or not truth. The word is truth. Settle. We looked at it last week. Forever, God, your word is settled. Amen. I said amen. Well, I tell y'all go. Acts 1, right? All right, come on. We can get back now to what we've been talking about. But that was good, though. It was appropriate. Amen. Acts 1.8. But when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive what? You will see what? Power to testify about me with great effect. Ooh, uh, glory to God. That means you're going to be effective. To the people in Jerusalem, that's folk up in your house. Throughout Judea, that's your you know, next circle. And in Samaria, that's your next circle. And then the uh, uh, ends of the earth about my death and resurrection. Awesome. It says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, does it say, come? yeah, if you can split that word upon, U-P-O-N, if you can split it in two words, up on it, it'll help you see some things better. When the Holy Spirit comes up on you. Now, why does he have to uh, differentiate between 
uh, or say that the Holy Spirit is coming up on you because when we were born again, the Holy Spirit came inside of us. John tells us he makes our, his abode in us. And so if you're born again, you do have Holy Spirit on the inside. But there's also a need for you to have Holy Spirit up on you. Glory to God. Amen. So he says, you will receive what? Power when Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, let's go down to verse 13 of Acts 1. He says, and held a prayer meeting. Because Jesus says, wait until something happens, right? And they held a prayer meeting. You mean to tell me that they prayed in the Bible? Yes, they prayed that they had a prayer meeting. In an upstairs room of the house where they were staying, here is a list of those who were present at the meeting and begins to do a list. Next um, verse says, several women, including Jesus, Jesus' mother was also there. This prayer meeting went on for what? Several days. Sometimes praying for two minutes won't get it. That's why we talk about pray until what? Something happens. We want to do these microwave prayers. Find the name of Jesus. I just want to thank you. I have glory to God. I just need my, I, in Jesus' name, amen. Then you look around, nothing's happening. Why? Because you ain't spent no time in prayer. You need to pray until something happens. Until, say that they for me, until, 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 until. Go to Acts 2 now, and let's, let's, let's pull this all together. Acts 2, verse number 1. Y'all doing good. Look at this first words in Acts 2, verse 1. Can we get that? There we go. Just look at the first two words. Can y'all read those? Huh? Come on. Can y'all read that? Seven weeks. He says, seven weeks had gone by since Jesus' death and resurrection. They was praying for seven weeks. Oh, Jesus. They was praying for what Jesus said to look for for seven Seven times seven is 49. 49 days. Why? Because 50, the 50th day represents Jubilee. So the 50th day was the manifestation of what they prayed for for the 49 days. seven weeks. They prayed for seven weeks. Sometimes we can't even get people to come to church for seven weeks straight. I mean, we ain't talking about every day. We talking about once a week for seven weeks. I mean, come to church for seven times straight? Lord Jesus but the Bible says these people prayed every day for seven entire weeks because they knew they needed what Jesus tell, told them to wait for. And see, some of us, we get in the Word and we get, we see, we get, we get a glimpse of revelation in the Word and then we want to step out immediately and go try to do it. We don't want to take time to marinate it, to meditate it, to, 
to master it and, and allow it to grow in us where it, it, it grows to a place where we can't contain it and we have to do something. That's why I teach on, I teach, and I don't give y'all one and done messages on Sunday because you can't get much out of one time. You can't get, you can't lose seven pounds one time on the treadmill. You might even lose seven ounces. You, you got to work that thing. And the next day, get back up on there, Lord Jesus. Go to the scale. Oh, put it. Get back up on there. Go back on the scale. What's going on? Seems like nothing's happening. But you're building up to a certain thing. And see, that's what we've gotten away from because we just want to get some information, declare the information, and think things have changed. No, there's some time of some, of, of some incubation, some meditation. See, when you ask some things, you can't have a whole lot of stuff coming into your ear gates. You can't be listening to all, all, of, the, all of the latest news. You got to say, I don't, got, I don't got time for that. I'm working on some stuff. I'm praying until something happens. How long did it do? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. And that was a time in the days gone past where there will be extended meetings in churches that will go on for weeks. Few and far between now. Because people have gotten away from staying until. Jacob said, Jacob had a wrestle with an angel. Jacob said, I ain't gonna let you go till I get my blessing. The angel did an elbow drop on this thigh. Bam! He did read your Bible. The Bible said he broke his leg. Elbow drop. Bam. Right on his leg. Broke his leg. Broke his leg. And Jacob still held on. Because he wasn't blessed yet. And he came out of that experience with a new name. Whoo, glory to God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And I'm not saying, and I'm not advocating, I'm not preaching that it's going to take you seven weeks to get something. But I am saying that it's going to take you longer than seven seconds. seven minutes. You got to keep hammering this thing. We talked about it last week. Prayer is like a banner rack. It just keeps hammering away. Bam, bam, bam. Hear what I'm saying? Look at this. Seven weeks had gone by since Jesus' death and resurrection, and the day of Pentecost had now arrived. We've gotten to the entail. Ooh, Jesus. It says, as the believers met together that day, suddenly, everybody shout suddenly. See, we want suddenlies in our lives, but let me tell you something, folks. Suddenlies don't happen suddenly. You got to hear what I'm saying. Suddenlies don't happen suddenly. Suddenlies happen through work prior to the suddenly. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Amen. I said this before. Peter, uh, Peter, and in, uh, in the innermost uh, prison, him and um, excuse me, not Peter, Paul and Silas in the innermost. He says, "Look, they prayed and they sang praises, and the and the and the prison shook." See, they, that wasn't the first time they prayed. That wasn't the first time they sang praises. They were praying and singing praises as a part of their lifestyle. And when the time came when they needed a shaking of the jail, 
what they tapped into had already been accomplished in times prior. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. And then it yes, it appears like it just comes out of nowhere, but it doesn't just come out of nowhere. It comes out of your effort to make it happen. Are y'all hearing me this morning? It says, glory to God. It says, it says, and suddenly, and suddenly there was a sound. Who glory to God. Like a roaring of a mighty windstorm in the cry, in the excuse me, skies above them, and it filled the house where they were meeting. Glory to God, folks. Oh, praise God. We are, there's a sound that's brewing on the horizon for this church and ministry and the lives of people that's connected to us. Come on, talk to me, somebody. There's a sound brewing, glory to God. Like, like, the, like the prophet says, go and go and go. God said there's rain. Go and see if you see any clouds. Servant ran out there and said, came back and said, I don't see nothing. Said, go back there again. He ran out there again, said, came back, I, Master, I still don't see anything. And he said, go out there again. He ran out there again. He said, and he came back, he says, Master, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. When he came back and told his master, his master said, glory to God, let's take off because it's about to rain. Because he says, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. How can you hear the sound of an abundance of rain by just seeing a cloud the size of a man's hand because of what he'd been, what he'd been hearing prior to? Oh, glory to God. In his times with God, God told me it's, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Karen, it's going to rain. You better get ready. God show no. Some of y'all know you know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. But what I'm saying is, is that what they worked on for 49 days just showed up in a Sunday. And what we've been working on for years and the initial weeks of this, this year is about to show up in a Sunday. You're going to reach your intel. And what you were once trying, you're going to be now doing. Are y'all hearing this? Come on, let's finish the scripture so we can get out of here. Glory to God. It says, Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on their heads. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in languages that they didn't know for the Holy Spirit, check this out, gave them this, what, ability. Jesus said in Luke, wait until you be endued with power from on high. The Holy Spirit is going to come down and give you ability to work with your authority so you can have some dominion. So now when they walk out, they're not walking out by themselves. 
They're not walking out naked. They're walking out clothed with the power and the authority of Almighty God. And so when they step out, if you continue to read Acts chapter 2, Peter got up and started preaching. Glory to God. Signs and wonders started happening. And the Bible says that God began to add people to the church. Why? Because they did exactly what Jesus said. They received the authority, but they waited on the power. And as they waited on the power, they were authorized and given the ability to do what Jesus did. Because Jesus says, these things which you've seen me do, you shall do also in greater measure. So Jesus says, hang out with me, watch what I do, and then go do it. Praise God. Hang out with me, watch what I do, and then go do it. Glory to God. We are the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. When we show up on the scene, things ought to change. Glory to God. When we come into an atmosphere, the atmosphere should shift. Glory to God. It should change for the better. When you go into a hospital room and the family is out of control, you ought to step up in there and bring calm to the situation. Tell them, don't you fret. Let's believe God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? When you see a coworker going through something, don't turn and go the other way. Talk about some Lord Jesus. I hope somebody talked to her. No, you the one. You the one. At the right time and the appropriate time. Say, listen, I see you going through something. Is there anything I can pray with you about? Yeah, this has got a whole lot going on in my life. Yeah, well, what's going on? And then just grab my hand and just begin. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command peace to come on this situation. Father, I ask you for wisdom. I ask that by Holy Spirit, you comfort my dear sister, my brother in this time of crisis. We come against the assignment of the enemy. They might not even be born again, folks, but who cares? You're manifesting the authority and the power of God. So in Jesus' name, amen. And you look at them in their face and they get yourself again and go back to work. It's done. It's over. And expect the report of the Lord to come back them come back. Say, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. What we pray for is change. Yes. That's what I'm going to say. Don't look at me like, oh man, that's unbelievable. No, that's exactly what we expected. Are y'all seeing this? No, no, really. Are you seeing this? Authority with author, authority with power equals what? Dominion. And dominion means we rule and we reign. We don't murmur and complain. Y'all catch that? Authority and power means we rule and we reign. We don't murmur or complain. I'm going to say it one more time for Holy Spirit. We the authority and power means dominion means we rule and we reign. We don't murmur or complain. Because when you complain and murmur about things, you, you expose the fact that you have no clue 
about your authority. And you have no clue about the power that you've been given. Does that make sense? I just can't take it. I just don't know why this thing don't work. Hush your lips. Get in this Bible and find out who you are. Find out what you've been given. Find out what you can do. And then take care of the situation. And stop crying about it. Are y'all with me? I'll leave y'all with this. You know, all of us, all of you, most of you know I have, we have a little daughter at home. Three and a half years old now. And uh, her addition, the addition of her to our family has, um, has livened up things quite a bit. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way at all. She's, she's, she's wonderful. She, she's tailor-made for us. Because most of y'all couldn't handle her. <laughs> tailor-made for us. Not a big deal. So not in a bad way. So don't, don't think I'm trying to complain about this situation. I'm just trying to use it as an illustration. And compared to our two sons, she takes a lot of things to the extreme. Something little, you know, small, real, real small, it's major for her. Major. And I find myself, because I, 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 I find myself, I said, listen, stop all that noise. It don't take all that. And she'll get it, she'll get herself together, be fine. But in that, it happened to me yesterday. And I got a glimpse, and I saw God relating to his people, saying, stop all that. It doesn't take all that. Because instead of us praying, we're complaining. And it's simply because we don't know our authority and the power we possess. So my charge to you today is, folks, leave out of here understanding the authority that you have and the power that you've been given. But this is what I need you to do. I need you to spend some time in the Word until you become full of what you know and then step out and do some things. Y'all listen to me this morning? Authority and power means what? Dominion. When you have dominion, you what? Rule and you what? Reign and you don't what? Murmur and complain. Let me leave you with this statement. To experience the power, we must be willing to have In order to have an encounter, you must be willing to spend some time with God. Amen. Let's stand with us. Let's stand.